you can unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current as a 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. Anomalous consumer access. Number 3030. Call 800 for disclosures and cost information. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. Mojo Five O. We will make America great again. Sam Sorbo. And welcome to the Sam Sorbo Show. I'm your host, Sam Sorbo, here on Mojo50.com and also wherever podcasts are hosted. Please tell your friends about the podcast. I am trying to get the word out. And so are you, frankly, if you're listening to this, because you know I don't mince my words. Uh, we are going to be talking today about getting America back to work. Also, the HERO Act and what the Democrats are trying to do with your your taxpayer money, your money, not their money, your money. And then finally, just for fun, what it's like to believe everything the media tells you. Oh, yeah. There's a great, great video out right now that's making the rounds. Uh, before I get to all of that, let's welcome my guest. James Herson is here joining me. He has a uh, degree in media psychology for whatever reason, but he's also a New York Times bestselling author, an international business attorney, a news analyst, a cultural commentator, and a social media scholar. And you can find him at jamesherson.com. Uh, James, welcome to the program. Great to be with you again, Sam. How are you? Yeah. Why Why do we need to get small businesses back in business? But, you know, who is small business and why do they, why do, why should we care about them? It doesn't seem like the bureaucracy in Washington does. There's no question that the Democrat Party is really expressing coldness, cruelty, even hatred towards small business. You know, the people that run shops and the ones that I think is personally heartbreaking for me is to see shops that are run by families. They don't have a payroll. They live hand to mouth and they're, you know, the businesses we know. And and it's personal for me because I'm originally from Chicago and my father was a small businessman. He had a jewelry store and I, in every mall I look at, there are like watch repair and jewelry stores and cell phone repair shops that are closed in, in shopping centers that are anchored by a Target or a Walmart or a CVS or a grocery yeah. chain that are open. And there's no problems with the employees. They're practicing the safeguards, et cetera. And there is absolutely no reason that these small businesses can't be opened. Um, and even, you know, in the state of California, where I reside and you reside, I believe, uh, they, um, you know, we have a governor and we have heads of cities, mayors and uh, local officials, and they're developing a technique for talking about reopening, but not reopening and setting up obstacles um, such as we know, Los Angeles basically has said they're going to um, keep things locked down for three more months arbitrarily. 
Um, Newsom has set up a regulatory scheme that cannot be met by big counties like L.A. County and Orange County. And in essence, leaving things closed indefinitely, very clearly for motives that have nothing to do with the public health because they've moved the goalposts because we were talking about flattening the curve and preserving hospital beds and ventilators. And now it changed, you know, for, it's changed twice. Well, no, hold on. I'm, I'm just going to correct you there, James, because honestly, let's tell the truth. It's all about flattening the curve. The curve, of course, is the curve of economic expansion that Donald Trump ushered in. And they need to flatten <laughs> that curve in order to win yeah. next year's, uh, this year's election. Well, that's exact. That's very a good way to phrase it. I think there are th- <laughs> there are three goals. Yeah. Three goals. Okay. the The first goal is that they want the national vote by mail scheme that allows them to cheat and really destroy something. A word that they use uh, improperly: democracy. Destroy it. So the second goal. So that's the first goal, this vote-by-mail scam. Second goal is to keep Joe Biden in the basement because <laughs> there's no chance that they're, they'll be successful with Joe Biden if he comes out, if he emerges and starts talking to people because he's, he, he's cognitively dysfunctional. And then the, th- the third goal is what you described, and, it's, and that's the biggest one of all since they've failed – at every attempt that they've tried, there's been numerous and, and, and has been filled with fraud and deceit, you know, uh, Russia, Ukraine, et cetera, Stormy Daniels, Michael Cohen. And this, it, the problem is, of course, it's possible, I suppose, that if they cause a total destruction of the country, that they could get Donald Trump out. But here's the thing. When we talk about small business, we're talking about almost half the jobs in America. Right. We're, we're talking about the soul, the spirit of America. Every big business was a small business. Small bu- Entrepreneurism is, is an essence of America. It's uh, well, as a matter of fact, you even you're wrote. an entrepreneur. You, yeah. I know you are. Yeah. And, and, you, and, and you wrote, you wrote that, uh, that most of the biz, big businesses started out as small businesses. That's how, that's how Microsoft started. That's how Steve Jobs started. They started in their garages. Exactly. Actually, all big businesses, we trace them back. Now, the ones that are massive and publicly traded, but if you trace them back generations, they all started with an entrepreneur and as a small business, maybe not in a garage, maybe, you know, with inherited money, but that's the way it works. And so there's this, there's a spirit of entrepreneurial. It's the essence of the free market. It's a, it's a huge part of what makes us Americans. And there is literally nothing that these uh, small shops can do except go broke, go under, go bankrupt. And so many of them have already left. And that means people who want to come back to work will find that the place that they worked at isn't there. This is heartbreaking. And then, of course, we get in the discussion of it, whether it's necessary. And if it was once necessary, it certainly is not now. 
because the data doesn't support it. They, they keep talking about science supporting it. And there's a groundswell of scientific dissenters who are coming out. And these are not people uh, who are amateurs. These are people from Stanford and yeah, Harvard right. who are explaining to us. And they're using actually not projections like the phony projections funded by Bill Gates, but they're using real data, which we have. We have real data now. We have weeks of data from the state of Georgia, which reopened almost completely, and their numbers have gone down. The numbers of infections, the number of deaths, even though all those things are inflated, they still went down. We have Sweden that never locked down. Right. That is is completely all the experts predicted doomsday for Sweden, and they're thriving. So we, we have lots of data. We have the data that says that 40% of all the deaths in America, 40% were in nursing homes. That's, that's huge. And we know that a significant number of those were basically governor-planned homicides. Wow. Because the, because they moved yeah. people. I, okay, negligent homicide. No, look. But, no, look. Uh, you know, Cuomo literally told the nursing homes, "You will accept the COVID patients, regardless exactly. of preparation." And uh, and Cuomo is being and he's being lionized by the press for having completely botched. Completely botched. He begged for ventilators he never needed. He begged for beds. They they conformed. Uh, they transformed Javits Center, uh, Samaritan's Purse set up in um, in Central Park, and he never needed the beds. They never even used them. And the the U.S. What was it? USS Mercy uh, that went to sit in the harbor for hospital beds. Never never needed it. Thanks, but no thanks. And and somehow the press is saying, "Wow, what a great job he's done." And he did a, he's done an abysmal job. I mean, New York stands apart as, as basically equal to other, other countries in the terms of its death toll. It's over half of the U.S. death toll. And for some reason, we're being sold, we're being sold that Andrew Cuomo is this, um, you know, godlike figure, whereas, oh, Donald Trump is the worst. And by the way, I don't know if you saw it, but, um, I just saw on Facebook today, there's a doctor in Texas who just did, she just did a video and she said, you know how I'm treating my patients? I'm treating them with, um, hydroxychloroquine because that's, that's something that Donald Trump recommended. So I decided to try it. So she's doing Doing it with the hydroxychloroquine, which, by the way, worked in, I don't know, Austria. What, what does Austria have on the United States? But it was working over there. So she decided to try it with her patients. They are better in 24 to 48 hours. Better. Like, done. Better. And she's finding that if she prescribes it, Walgreens refuses to fill the prescription unless you tell them the diagnosis. Well, they don't have a right to know the diagnosis. I, you know, that's new to me that a pharmacy would refuse to fill it and they have no right. That's Not exactly only that, right. they're insisting that if you're filling that prescription, you have to use the drive through. How dare they? The, and she actually says, what are they going to do next? Make you wear a gold star? Yeah, really, really. Well, that's the whole testing and tracing scam. It almost is a gold star scam. The tracing. So people don't understand what trace is, okay? And they actually have a bill that's named trace, and I can't remember what it stands for. You know, the bill at the federal level, and ironically, is billed numbered 
Yeah. Six, 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 six. <laughs> I know. Yeah, which gives gives federal money to tr- to train and implement tracers. So the idea is that when we test people, if they test positive, we sit them down and they and ask them, "What individuals have you had contact with in the last two weeks or three weeks or whatever?" Make a list, then go get those individuals right. and tell them they have to be quarantined in their homes, house arrest uh, for a, now they're talking about 14 days. But, you know, the yeah, thing but is, you're, you're painting you're painting a nice picture. I, I, I don't see anywhere in the bill where they seat you. I think that they string you up by your fingernails and then put a <laughs> put a hose of cold water on you where they're blasting music and they don't allow you to sleep. And then they ask you who you've who you've met with in the past. I mean, it's oh, abs- God. here's the thing. There's no, there seems to be no boundaries. And the only way for them to know that there are boundaries is for the good people of the United States to say no. Now, Governor Whitmer were just, she was just struck down. Um, and the court said that they were allowed to open the bar or the barbershop, I guess it was, uh, despite her, her mandate. Like some, somehow the governor now is king governor. Somehow the, the mayor of Los Angeles is king mayor of Los Angeles. I decree this. And by the way, they are they are not the know-it-alls that they are pretending to be. Of course not. And it, that's the way it's lined up and don't you haven't you noticed that the same people who are exercising these authoritarian uh, power with no boundaries as you very well point out that those were the people and some of your colleagues as well that called the president a dictator. Yes. They were saying the president was a dictator. <laughs> now they are acting truly, truly Hitlerian, truly Hitlerian. And it's almost universally Democrats. And especially at the local level, in each and every city, uh, the mayors are Democratic. The city councils are Democratic, similar to yeah. Los Angeles. And they're they're getting more and more draconian as things get better. So it's very right. clearly the political lines are drawn and you're absolutely right. This is time I'm, I'm heartened by the counties that have gone out and said, we're opening, we are defying the governor. I am also heartened by Elon Musk who now has yes. emerged as a hero. And this spirit, which is truly an American spirit, to uh, resist, it's funny to use their word, uh, but to resist this uh, basically uh, totalitarian-like uh, grip. And it's it's sad to see uh, so many Americans who, who haven't been able to get a hold of a red pill, apparently, and they're just, they completely... Uh, this is like yeah. a segue into what your next well, segment, but that they're useful idiots. You know, they're, they're just useful idiots. But I got to tell you, there are a lot of Republicans that are useful idiots right now. Oh, there I, are. I and don't understand. Yeah, go ahead. It, it's being revealed. I mean, we we suspected so long that there were rhino Republicans. They really they were Republicans in name only, and they mouth things and never go there. There, so yeah, there are there are plenty of Republicans, but. This is clearly driven by the left, and the left is in ecstasy. This is everything they've wanted. This is their revolution. They're able to bring down the institutions of America, um, basically destroy the ability of 
this coalition that mm. Trump had created mm. to donate to campaigns. They have no money. Mm. All the shop the shop owners were are predominantly Republicans. People who don't work for government are predominantly Republicans. And those that do work for government are you almost uniformly Democrat and Democrat donors. So they want to set up a situation where in the fall where the final fundraising uh, race goes on that Pelosi and company will have the money and uh, you know, the, the Republicans and the populace, the, the Trump populace won't, and we can't allow that. So we have to go back to work. Um, but, but it, it also is very heartening to see what happened in the uh, special elections, which absolutely blew the minds of the press and the Democrats, yeah. and the, people, the, the lockdown lobby, especially Mike Garcia, um, who who the press basically they called that election a toss up. He, and he it's beats, a landslide. They toss it. But they're they're challenging it. Right. But they won't get away with that. But he beat um, that was California. Right. He beat the, the That's California. Christy Smith. That was the Katie Hill seat. The Kate, one. Right. The, the Thruple representative. Um, who resigned after we Thruple. Uh, no, no, you have to explain that. You can't just d- drop that word yeah, on Yeah, in other words, so, so we never heard of the word thruple. I never want to hear it again, frankly. Thruple. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a permanent three-way would be the way to describe oh, it. You know, it's this people. This is it's a, a family show. <laughs> yeah. It's a, so it's a, instead of a couple, it's three people, three, I suppose, consenting adults who engage in some sort of intimate Wasn't she cheating on the thruple? I, I think she was cheating on the thruple or something. It was just, <laughs> yeah. it really was with, beyond the pale. Yeah, it was like, it was with a um, an intern or a Washington employee. It was... It oh, was, and yeah, then she, it, right, and then she was funneling funds in a in an uh, an unscrupulous way. Let's just, let's just leave it there. Anyway, he beat it, her, thank goodness. Let, let, it takes... A, it takes a yeah. It takes a lot for a uh, Democrat representative to resign <laughs> in like, Los Angeles. Look, and, and, uh, look. I know, I know, lifelong Democrats who totally disagreed with Bill Clinton and and what happened in the White House. I'm I'm going back decades now, right? Totally disagreed mm-hmm. with that, but they couldn't renounce their Democratic uh, uh, membership because. The Republican brand is so poor, is so just just irreparably tarnished and and Republicans are doing nothing for their brand right now. What we need is we need a campaign against communism and against the CCP. We need a campaign to 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 light a fire under Americans, butts to wake them up, to understand we are at war. This is a war. I believe that covid is today's. Uh, uh, Pearl Harbor, okay? It, 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 regardless of if they meant it or not, it doesn't matter because it is a war of worldview. And right now, China is making moves to take over. So there's a, there's a company that is going bankrupt because of the COVID thing that, that controls, I think, 20 different satellites. 
and the Chinese are posed to purchase it so that they can then control the satellites. We have to we have to wake up people. The Chinese invested in the Belt and Road initiatives to build ports and harbors. Okay, and those those nations are going under because of the COVID crisis, and so China is going to call those loans. And the question is, will those nations stand up to China and say, "Nope, you know what? I know you're calling the loan, but we're still not going to allow you." to take over. I mean, we we need to we need to understand that we have a war of worldview. And so to that point, I want to bring in the quotes from your article that you quoted Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is a communist. Let's not mince words, shall we? No, let's not. She's calling for a general strike. Don't go back to work. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's no, that's exactly what she's calling for. And I just want to say how wise you are, Sam Sorbo, to to frame this in a in a war against against the Chai Coms, the Chinese communists, because in fact they have these tentacles that have come into academia, into our government officials, and we see that it's so unseemly, but we see um, networks like CNN. And we see uh, public officials like Nancy Pelosi defending the behavior, sounding like the corrupt World Health Organization, uh, sounding Absolutely. like an official from communist China. And, and who has been telling us about China? What public official has ever taken on China up until recently? Exactly. Only the president. Only, only the Donald president. Trump. By the way, just just for fun, let's revisit Russia, shall we? Remember when Russia was our best friend under Obama? Do you remember that? And of when, and, and remember when Hillary went the, over to Russia and gave them a plastic button that was mislabeled because she's an idiot, and she and. Not only did she give the plastic button that was mislabeled, she asked the guy for the whole world to see, did we label the button correctly? Because that's how big of a flipping idiot she is. And then she has the audacity to say, well, Donald Trump's in bed with Putin. Are you kidding me? If anybody's in bed with Putin, the CCP, the commies, everywhere, it's the Democrat Party. Well, th- th- thankfully, we all know now that the whole Russia thing was misdirection and it was only done out. Of, it was projection because while Hillary and the DNC were, in fact, colluding with Russia, were, in fact, using Russian inf- disinformation they paid for, they were pointing the finger and accusing uh, then candidate Trump of that. And the Obama administration was playing along by uh, illegally unmasking, as we now know, uh, General Flynn, and using the Justice Department, weaponizing the Justice Department, as uh, President Obama did uh, almost every department of the executive branch illegally. And so, yes, the real threat to this country, everyone's saying, look at Russia. I mean, Rachel Maddow, that clown show, spent almost every night saying the word Russia over and over again, right. while China was was taking over parts of our media. Exactly. Um, well, as you well know, they now, the entertainment. We can see that they basically control the MSN. Hold on. I have to play this clip. This is Joe Biden talking with um, Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, listen. <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen to this. I do want to ask you about Michael Flynn. The president said yesterday that that move is justified because President Obama targeted Flynn. He called it, quote, the biggest political crime in U.S. history. Your former Senate colleague, Charles Grassley, has added that Flynn was entrapped. So what did you know about those moves to investigate uh, Michael Flynn? And was there anything improper done? So listen to his first answer here. I know nothing about those moves nothing. to investigate Michael Flynn, number nothing one. Nothing about number Michael Flynn two, to investigate. I do want to press that. You say you didn't know anything about it, but you were reported to be at a January 5th, 2017 meeting where you and the president were briefed on the FBI's plan to question. Michael, Michael Flynn. Oh, I thought you asked me whether or not I had anything to do with him being prosecuted. Okay. I'm no, sorry. you didn't. You said I, I, I was aware that there was that there, they asked for an investigation, but that's all I know about it. I, then, I, I don't know the detail of where we are right now. Uh, then why did you say that you knew nothing about the investigation of Michael Flynn when, in fact, you yourself asked for his name to be unmasked from exactly. the phone calls? Now, thanks to Richard Grinnell, we know that Joe Biden, it was more than knowledge, which he just lied about. He, it, he was proactive in an illegal request and unmasking. Just think of it as wiretapping, because that's the best way to understand it, to, to, to uh, illegally get at uh, Judge Flynn's private conversation. So, yes, but the problem is, could this candidate be more flawed? Because <laughs> when he says he doesn't remember, unlike Hillary Clinton, who practices saying, I don't recall and said it in a deposition 20,000 times, Joe Biden doesn't remember what he had for breakfast. Joe Biden is does have cognitive problems. He lied to George right there, as you pointed out, when he said, I thought you were talking about prosecution. Here's no what's one. amazing. What's amazing is that he that he walked it back. I mean, I mean, it's it's weird because I think that I think that that's how he gets his Uncle Joe demeanor is that there's something about him that tries to keep him in check. But he knows that he has to lie in order to play the game. But there's something that tells him, wait, don't lie too much. And and he's not savvy enough to figure out how to how to play the game like Clinton lies without just with without any kind of she just lies like and she says it and then it's and then it's so and she trusts the press to make it so Joe has no such trust uh, probably because of his cognitive issues as you point out yeah but that's that's their candidate no, it, it's true. I mean, Democrats are great at lying. You know, look at Barack Obama. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Period. If you play those clips, you, you can't believe. I mean, people say that Obama is very smooth, but the amazing thing is how smooth he lies. But Joe yeah. is not is anything right. but smooth. Right. And and so therefore, I mean, he can't possibly survive if any objective audience gets to see him you're absolutely right though the press even george stephanopoulos a a, you know the if that were trump doing something like that george stephanopoulos would have had his venom out and would have followed up and would have tried to entrap him uh he just let joe go when joe just absolutely lied right in his face with that uh so-called explanation weird weird that that george would follow up on that frankly because george was the one who's 
George was the one, I think, who said to Obama, when Obama said, uh, McCain has never challenged me on my Muslim faith, George said, you mean your Christian faith, right? Because that's a mistake that everybody makes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, listen, so, so I'm doing some television now. Will you come on TV with me? Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm on America's Voice dot news every afternoon uh, in the two o'clock hour, and so we'll set that up off off uh, offline. But I want to invite you on there with me so people can see your pretty pretty face, and and you can serenade me there. James Hurston is also a very accomplished musician, although for some reason he does covers for artists that I don't appreciate. <laughs> 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 Talking about the boss, I'm I'm terrible because I'm not a music person. So um, I've only been a fan of of one musical person, frankly, ever, and I'm a terrible well, fan. Billy who Joel. Billy Joel. Oh, Billy! Yeah, well, I like Billy. I, I mean, he's a he's piano. a tremendous talent, and that was when I was young and stupid, and now I'm uh, conservative and I know better. But uh, he's the only guy, the only album I ever bought, and I only bought one. That's how bad a fan I am. So, so music is not the language that I speak, but I know that you're, uh, you, you love music. And so if anybody wants to go check out James Herson's, um, website, because he even sings and plays on the website to accompany his fabulous, um, commentary on the culture <laughs> and news analysis. Uh, James Herson and Herson is spelled H-I-R-S-E-N, jamesherson.com. Thanks so much for joining me. It's great to speak with you. Oh, thank you, Sam. Stay safe. Keep protesting. Yeah, you too. All right. So, um, I'm sorry. Oh, it's funny. Uh, we got, so we got, I got in my, uh, my Joe Biden thing. I've been planning to bring that on, gosh, uh, for a while, but he just segued into it so nicely. And, um, I want to play you this, uh, before my next guest, this guy's amazing uh, when you talk about what it's like to believe everything the media tells you. Let's see if I can if I can cue this up. Oh, it's going to play an ad. It's so I hate it when it does that. All right. Well, it'll be back in just a minute. And um, it's called what what to do if uh, what to, what it's like to believe everything the media tells you. Um, it's this guy. I think he lives in. I think he lives in Hawaii and he does these videos. So listen to this. Oh, here we go. My life? Definitely not me. So I'm more than happy to put my blind trust in power hungry politicians and definitely uncorrupt groups like the World Health Organization. I think they know what's best for me because, like, they know me better than I know me. The last thing you want is people to have the freedom to make their own choices and then experience the consequences of their choices. I think free will is a little bit of a sin. I don't think we should have it in the first place. <laughs> like you wouldn't give a razor blade to a three-year-old because it wouldn't be in their best interest. So you shouldn't give freedom to people either. That, that, see, I mean, his logic is just incontrovertible. <laughs> and it goes on. It's a pretty long clip. It's about eight minutes. Um, and uh, it it really points out the tremendous disparity between the truth and what people are believing. I guess I guess that's really what it comes down to is the difference between the truth and, and what folks are actually believing. Um, I'm going to play you the last little bit of it because uh, it's so good. 
coup vehicle for him to gain more power in Hold China. On. 1999 of breaking antitrust laws, Bill Gates realized that Microsoft could no longer be the vehicle that he used to gain more power and control, so he founded the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation the next year to be the new vehicle for him to gain more power and control. So he's saying that his, his he has a friend who's one of these conspiracy theorists who believes this stuff, and he's just incredulous because obviously that can't possibly be the, the case. Just because Bill Gates was found guilty and had to pay a fine for antitrust laws doesn't mean that he's some power-hungry guy who is willing to break the law in order to gain more power. And he even said Bill is smart enough to make the vehicle appear as though he's using it to help the world, even though he's just using it to take over more of the world, which would make the world help him take more of their power and control. So crazy. I was like, bro, he's not that smart. He's a billionaire, not a trillionaire. The mainstream narrative helps me classify (laughs) anyone that doesn't go along with its narrative as an irresponsible lunatic conspiracy theorist. That way I can label them as crazy rather than thinking about what they're saying. So, my friends are crazy lunatic. Thinking for yourself and making your own choices is dangerous during a time like this. Is that a blue pill? There you go. He ends it with the blue pill, red pill, which has been sitting there for the whole video. Uh, So clever and um, fun, frankly. So, all right, let's see. Well, I was supposed to have a guest. I, it seems like uh, I don't, which is fine. We'll talk about Biden on Flynn. Um, I want to I point out that he absolutely unmasked Flynn's name. So we mentioned the Grinnell. Uh, uh, Grinnell has done a, an incredible service. And we heard yesterday or the day before from the president on this, uh, the president saying that uh, Obamagate is now, uh, by the way, I think it's trending. Although Twitter seems to... Now, the weird thing is Twitter is obviously anti-Trump and pro-statist. And so I'm, I, I'm certain that I'm getting funky Twitter feed things um, that are that are pre... Let's see, that are pre-curated for me. But I'm a little paranoid, frankly. Um, The list of Obama administration officials who requested the unmasking of General Michael Flynn during the transition period between November 2016, between that election and it was during the transition period. Okay, so these are people who are actively engaged in subverting the transition from the Obama presidency to the Trump presidency. Forgive me. Forgetting angry. I'm going to try to just, just the facts, ma'am. The facts are, the facts are in, enrage, enraging, outrageous, whatever. Uh, okay, so, so they've, they've released a list. How many people on the list? 39. 39 people said, hey, let's let people know that Michael Flynn was on a phone call with someone in Russia. As if that's a bad thing. And I'll point out again, Hillary Clinton flew over to Russia and said, let's reset our relations. Well, then didn't that work? 
Was she unsuccessful with the plastic button? Why was she such an abysmal fla- failure that even for us to have a, a conversation with Russia is for, for verboten? It boggles the mind, and you have people, maybe half this nation, who don't, can't even see how insanely stupid this whole narrative is. They ought to be ashamed of themselves for abdicating thought. We're given brains for a purpose. This is something that I've, that I've been wrestling with just recently is this idea of purpose and mission. And uh, if you haven't heard uh, the podcast with August Turak, there are a couple of them now. Um, uh, He's brilliant and uh, has actually um, inspired me to to think more deeply on this subject. And, uh, you know, if you think about it, there are lots of animals in the world incapable of real thought. Oh, sure. You've got, uh, you know, some chimpanzees or some apes that learn some sign language. Um, you've got, you've got uh, dolphins and porpoises, and they have some brain capacity. And we, we don't know the, the extent of their brains, um, the, their abilities. But we, we can see how capable we are the progress that we've made on behalf of all humankind. And if you look at the animal kingdom, what progress has been made within the animal kingdom on behalf of the animal kingdom? None. Sure, there are a few that they use tools or whatever. That's about it. And they, and they sort of haphazardly pass that down through mimicking and imitation. But it's humans who can think. It's humans who discovered mathematics. Do you know there are laws in mathematics that don't apply in the physical world? There are laws in mathematics that do not apply in the physical world. How is that? That's weird. It's like mathematics is part spiritual. It's, it's part, it, it, it extends beyond our three-dimensional world. That's a phenomenal thing. And, and, and to, to, to make it more outrageous, some laws do apply. How is that even possible? And yet we have a media that refuses to think, and their job is to think. Well, actually, their job is to report the facts. Their job is to investigate. But they don't do that. All right, so 39 people in the Obama administration asked for, for General Flynn's name to be released, to be unmasked to the public. It's like, he's a spy. That's what they were doing. And by the way, 
It was all lies. It was built on lies. And you just heard Joe Biden say, well, I didn't know anything about the investigation. He's the top of the list. He requested on January 12th of 2017. Comey requested on December 15th of 2016. Clapper. Clapper put in three requests. Brennan, who is a who is a traitor to the United States, two requests in December. Samantha Power. Samantha Power made seven requests between November 30th and January 11th. She put in seven requests and then she told Congress in 2017 she had no recollection of making any unmasking requests related to Flynn. And we couldn't know that she had made them. So we couldn't put them in front of her. At a press conference in Washington, Senator Rand Paul told reporters that Biden got caught red-handed. This is the Vice President Biden using the spying powers of the United States, going after a political opponent. And then he and then he wondered what Obama knew. Well, it almost doesn't matter, does it? And yet, what will happen to these people? So I want to talk about this article written by a rabbi, Dove Fisher. It's up on spectator.org. I'm asking him to come on the program. The article's called A Time to Hate. Subtitle, It's Not Too Late. Probably... I probably touched on this yesterday, trying to remember. In Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, it says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. In fact, it was those words were put to a song, right? Turn, turn, turn. A time to seek and a time to lose, a time to guard and a time to cast away. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. And so the article is called A Time to Hate. And he says, Through eight years I accepted the rules of the game. Obama was president. He won fair and square because the Republicans serially put up two milk toast opponents who were incapable of offering a vision or articulating a message that inspired and then Trump came with a, in, an inspirational message, a message of belief in America, in the values of America, in the idea of America and freedom. Make America great again. He takes McCain and Romney to task. I mean, I even said, why are we putting up Romney? Like, I initially, I liked the guy. I was like, well, you know, he's a strong businessman, and he's got a good track record, and he seems like he's a good conservative guy, and except for that Romney care. I said, why would we put up, we're, we're upset about Obamacare, why would we put up a guy who created Obama, Obamacare for the state of Massachusetts? 
What the heck? So he says, I accepted Obama. I never articulated his first name and I never called him president, but I accepted the results and accepted that this pretender was our country's lawfully elected chief executive. I watched his arrogance, the unctuous way he carried himself literally with his nose up, the way he never held a railing while walking a staircase. Because he was way too cool, the kinds of human dreck he regularly invited as his White House guests. And I accepted it all with the soft whisper, this too shall pass. I watched the corrupt journalist corpse, core, journalist core, idolize him, crown him a king, admire him as a messiah and a deity. And I accepted the milieu. This too, in time, would pass. It meant living through eight years of the deepest public corruption, Lois Lerner stealing an election by leveraging the awesome power of the IRS to close down legitimate conservative political groups. Eric Holder, the nobleman who urged people to kick enemies, bringing lawlessness and corruption into the Justice Department, even approving the Fast and Furious idea of releasing lethal weapons to Mexican drug lords in the cockamamie scheme to find out how they access and move their weapons. Glenn Beck exposed Obama's Maoist communications director, Anita Dunn, who walked children through the White House. There was Acorn. Just one corruption after another. I, I think the greatest corruption was when they said how amazing it was that there was no corruption. Yeah, unless you open your eyes and hear with your ears. The audacity of the lie. What was that? That was the name of his book, The Audacity of Hope. The audacity of the lie. So he talks about the wasted Obama decade, but he never published a piece or spoke about bringing down Obama before his term was up because those were the rules. That meant Americans would die needlessly because we had a commander-in-chief who was a pretender and an incompetent. But he had won the election fair and square. So we watched as ISIS grew from a small terror band that he called the junior varsity team to a caliphate. ISIS-inspired terror attacks occurred on our home, in our homeland. Western Europe sustained terrible, deadly attacks. The American economy went nowhere. We micturated half a billion dollars down a toilet with Solyndra while trying to close down our energy sector. Attacking the genius of our hydraulic fracturing. Obstructing our oil exploration. Blocking the construction of new pipelines that offered even more oil and more thousands of jobs. I mean, it's funny because I'm upset about Obama. I'm annoyed. But I had the same attitude that he did. Well, this is just a storm that we're going to have to weather. And, um, you know, I, when, when we got Obama, this was my mantra. 
Carter gave us Reagan. Carter gave us Reagan. Carter gave us Reagan. Carter gave us Reagan. Well, Obama gave us Trump. But Obama also gave us much worse corruption than I think we could ever have dreamed. Because you can't imagine that somebody would just deny the facts and outright lie to you. Outright lie to you. Like they're doing right now. About your health. About the health of your family and your loved ones. About your jobs. About the economy. They're, they are outright lying to us. We got windmills suitable for blowhards. We got Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State. Benghazi as a testimony to her vision. We got Susan Rice, an idiot, raised paradoxically to head of national security after spending a day lying on five television stations about Benghazi and later going on to describe Bo Bergdahl, a coward and deserter, as a hero who had served with honor and distinction. We got Loretta Lynch, who some... Some folks, not me, but some folks thought would clean up Holder's corruption of justice only to find out that she ended up in the in bed with the Clintons at the height of the probe of Hillary's corruption. Remember that? Change the words, James Comey. By the way, let's have a meeting on a tarmac. On a tarmac. We saw the world's worst murderers freed from Gitmo so they could rejoin the war against America. And yet... I accepted it all. Because if there are only two main parties in this country, and if the Republican rhinos refuse to refuse repeatedly to nominate a bona fide conservative who truly reflects the will of the rank and file voters whose ballots send them to Washington, then we are left with a pretender like Obama, and he won fair and square. Well, guess what? The waters did not stop rising on Obama's watch. The earth was not was not healed on his watch, a country that finally had healed itself. (laughs) I have to calm down. Had healed itself from the shame and scourge of imposing slavery on human beings more than a century earlier, a country that had atoned and had created and institutionalized a new social infrastructure by which people no longer were denied because of their skin color or religion, a country that reflected that healing by electing a black man president, despite his manifest lack of personal achievement, his close ties with an organized crime felon, and his questionable biography. Well, we suddenly erupted into a new era of racial bitterness. Michael Brown and Ferguson aflame amid the hands-up-don't-shoot lie promoted by Obama and by Eric Holder shot down by a Missouri grand jury. Freddie Gray, Baltimore aflame, followed by a series of outright judicial exonerations handed down by a black judge who saw that every accused cop had acted properly and lawfully. A lowlife killed by George Zimmerman in Sanford, Florida. A thug whom Obama told us would have been the likes of his own son if he had had a son. Eight years of racial divide, social division, aimed at tearing us up as 
a colorblind and religion-blind America people just to promote electoral successes. And this is the one, it's the one place where I differ from him. It's not just to promote electoral successes. It was to promote the communist agenda for the United States of America. But, he continues, I accepted that Obama had won. There was no derangement syndrome for me. It was what it was. He understood the idea that you wait patiently. And then, Donald Trump and Mike Pence. He talks about the Mets. He's a Mets fan. He says, Mets took it all. Finally, in 1969, the other teams accepted the results. They lost gratefully, gracefully, sorry. But not the Democrats. Trump and Pence won fair and square, but there was no grace. Rather, there was instant character assassination, even, frankly, even before they won. There was instant war, instant denial, resist, Advertisements urging electors to violate their electoral college oaths. Fabrications of collusion with Putin. Investigations that hamstrung a presidency. Lies and innuendos leaked and published by the unindicted co-conspirators. We call the mainstream media. A never-ending hunt to find scandals and Trump accusers. A bimbo who pole danced at bars. Her lawyer, who now dances behind bars, another crooked lawyer who tape-recorded his own clients and now is locked up, disbarred from the bar. I love that turn of phrase. As a rabbi of 40 years and a person who believes that most people have the potential for goodness and who tries to find the good even in people who disappoint until they absolutely close off the possibility of goodness being discovered within them, I now have learned to hate. The Bible certainly doesn't encourage hate. Do not hate your brother in your heart. If he does wrong, go ahead and rebuke your compatriot, but do not sin because of him. That's Leviticus. But the Bible acknowledges the existence of viciousness and cruelty. It demands of decent people that we not sit on the fence in the face of evil. Those who love God hate evil. That's Psalm 97.10. And so he says that he has come to hate. He hates that Donald Trump was never given a chance. Even before he won the presidency, fair and square, the fix was in. He hates that Obama was in on it and yet continues to pontificate on what is just and what threatens freedom. And you've heard, you heard the last thing that Obama said, oh, it's, it's a terrible uh, strike against the law about um, uh, maybe allowing Flynn to go free, even though he didn't do the thing that even Obama got it wrong. Like they don't care. They don't care if they get it wrong. They don't care if they lie. General Michael Flynn Lieutenant General Michael Flynn may or may not be a great American hero, he writes, but he never deserved what was done to him. 
Now the American people have to rise up. We honestly, we need to destroy the Democrat Party. It's time is over. It is anti-America. It is anti-small business. It is anti the very bones of this nation, the very soul of this nation. It has declared war on this nation. It's time for us to rise up and to get smart. So thank you, Rabbi Dove Fisher. That's up on spectator.org. I'll put it up on my website as well, my Facebook page. Hey, thanks so much for listening. This is the Sam Sorbo Show at mojo50.com. Go tell a friend. Really appreciate you guys taking the time to join me. Now go have a great rest of your day. could unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you could unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current as a 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. And access. Or over 3030. Call 800 for disclosures and cost information.